Let's talk to Executive Director at AgriSA now, Christo van der Rieder. Thanks for joining us, Christo. How are you this Thursday? Morning and good morning to all of your listeners and I wish you all of the best for the year that lies ahead. Thank you so much. Previously, we spoke about that call of AgriSA that ESCOM makes uh, the agricultural sector exempt from load shedding to avoid a, a looming disaster. How far are we with that call? Well, we've, we've never called for the agriculture sector to be exempted. What we called for is a more flexible load shedding schedule. Uh, we've met with ESCOM, uh, that was uh, uh, two days ago, mm-hmm. and we've uh, suggested that uh, a more flexible approach to load shedding is uh, being considered. Uh, for example, your farmers that are currently busy irrigating uh, to plant uh, maize, uh, plant grains, uh, to plant uh, sugar cane and so forth, uh, that uh, those farmers require electricity urgently. Otherwise, uh, they're going to lose their crops. Some of them have already lost their crops because they couldn't irrigate and there was this massive heat wave for the past couple of days, especially in the northern Cape areas. Um, those farmers are prepared to take a higher uh, load shedding level during uh, off-peak uh, seasons when they're done harvesting. And then obviously they are prepared to make their sacrifice. Uh, the second issue that we've raised with ESCOM was that uh, we need to look at uh, the Ruderflex uh, tariff system because if you irrigate or you use a lot of electricity during peak hours, uh, then uh, you, you pay a higher tariff. Uh, that's why most farmers then uh, irrigate or process uh, slaughter during uh, your, your lower demand uh, hours. But those uh, system uh, has completely come to a standstill due to the fact that you've got load shedding any time of the day. So that must be reconsidered. And then the third thing that we said is open up the grid so that more people can feed back uh, their surplus energy that they privately generate back into the grid. And obviously there must be a buyback system for that to be in place. So those were the three things that we raised during that meeting. And uh, obviously it was... Uh, it was a positive meeting, uh, but there's this NASA, there's government that must uh, put the final stamp of approval, you know, uh, in terms of those requests that we've made. So in terms of the effect then on staple foods, will there be certain staple foods that are harder hit than others? You know, farmers are very resilient. Our farmers played a huge role in terms of food security, especially during the lockdown period because the agriculture sector was declared an essential service. Mm. Now, what we are saying is that now is the time to uh, declare agriculture an essential service, because uh, I'm not discounting the importance of other economic sectors. What I'm saying is everything starts with a plate of food. We must ensure that all of our people have access to affordable food, that our people have access to uh, food that is readily available, uh, but load shedding is impacting on the dairy farmers. You can, can't milk your cows. You cannot keep your milk in cold storage. It's impacting on your vegetable farmers. They cannot pump uh, water to dams. Uh, they struggle to, to keep their uh, vegetables fresh. Uh, and they also struggle to uh, fert- uh, fertilize their mm-hmm. crops due to the fact that there's no electricity. Then, in addition, uh, your... Uh, 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 Poultry farmers and your livestock farmers have a huge battle uh, because the uh, chicklets die in those 
chicken coops uh, or your eggs um, rot away in the incubators because there is no electricity. All of these uh, things must be kept at a certain uh, temperature. And our other big worry is obviously biosecurity. Your mm. vaccines must be kept at a certain temperature. And if, if it becomes too hot, you might as well throw it away. And that obviously poses a risk uh, for, 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 for farmers uh, who, who need to protect their herds against um, uh, all kinds of animal diseases. As you touch on chicken also being affected with this topic, the poultry industry has called for zero-rate chicken. How do you think this should be best implemented? Well, that, that, uh, that's a very uh, simple thing to do. Government, uh, the Treasury, must make an announcement uh, to say that that is no longer, or chicken uh, sales are no longer subjected to that, mm. um, so that uh, the chicken becomes more cheaper uh, and uh, I cannot understand why uh, a basic foodstuff such as chicken and chicken remember is the biggest source of protein for our people it is the cheapest uh, uh, livestock uh, product on the market uh, everyone buys chicken uh, so it's important that it be uh, zero rated in terms of that well thank you so much always uh, great to have these insights from you Christo uh, and we appreciate your time again this Thursday Thank you, ma'am. Bye-bye. Bye. Christopher Derrida is Executive Director at AgriSA, ending our agricultural feature there, Planting the Seeds. It's 54 minutes past four.